Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries, welcome to another edition of Talking Pop. It's the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your illustrious host, the franchise course. Joining me is my co-host, the one and only Biko. Hello. Hey guys, happy April. Right now, I'm living in the Midwest when I was fucking cold. It was like cold yesterday. It was like 36 degrees. I was watching like the Cubs playing yesterday. It was like they said it was one of the coldest games they played in. <laughs> Lucky and still cold right now because they're playing tonight as well. Um, of course, um, baseball is here, finally. Um, soccer has a lot of drama as well as we're getting down to the final months of the Premier League season in European football. And, of course, the NBA is going to their playoff run. Of course, Beagle being a big, big Bulls fan is, you know, in that point where, you know, hopefully the Bulls can go out and win tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Because they're taking on the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Well, Beagle, I would like to turn the floor to you. We'd express your... Harshness at the Bulls and their performance on Sunday. I know they could have won when they came back, but they just couldn't finish. Or the Michael Rose was off his night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a big portion, I guess, of why he why they could have struggled to kind of take advantage of the lead they built for themselves and, uh, during that, like, it was about an 8-0 run they made uh, when Giannis was taken out of the game because of foul trouble. And it sucks that uh, it was only really because they missed shots. And they were doing a, as best as they could. They held them to 90 points. They were up at them. So, like, it's very hard to watch this game at the same time because they gave us that taste of, like, fuck. They, were, they had them on the ropes, and then Giannis comes back in, and the energy kind of dipped again. And... And it sucks because Vooch had a hell of a night. He was he was probably the only player I saw on the court that was at least showing sorry, at least showing some like heart out there and showing that urgency that you need in the playoffs. And he was already showing it. Um and that, that just probably speaks highly to his experience in the playoffs and his veteran experience as well being in the league and facing all these people in this type of of environment. And a lot of these guys, I think, had those nerves in the beginning. Yeah, um, because I got to figure most of these guys yeah. never been in a playoff situation. You got guys yeah, like yeah. Kobe White, a lot of young guys like Zach Levine, all of yeah. them like most of them don't have enough playoff experience. But you got guys like DeMar DeRozan and Nikolai Vucic that have that experience. But at the same time, you know, they were, you know, trying to do their best. I mean, there were some questionable calls that I feel that Billy Dobbins should have like challenged. It's going to be yeah. questionable calls. You see charging calls that the Milwaukee Bucks committed, but of course, you know, Bill Dobbins pretty much, you know, did not say anything. Did not challenge them, even though coaches have challenges. They could challenge certain plays. But you expect when you're facing Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, you're defending champs, the pressure's on them as well. You're in front of your home crowd. 
Yeah, they're yeah. not going to kick Giannis out. Yeah. Sure. They're just not. The, the, the NBA wouldn't allow that. They'll, they'll call the referees, the, the you know, the referees on the up, up top, the official mm-hmm. ones that look over those guys around the court, like the executive refs. They'll get the call right away. They'll be like, what, what is Giannis getting fouled out for? They'll, they'll, should, they'll stop the game, and they'll still take away. The, uh, they'll give us a loss anyway. We should have fouled them out. But... No, like there's that over the back that they called a foul on uh, Patrick Williams on that should have been on Giannis. It's a classic foul. It's an old rule in the NBA, and they called it on Patrick Williams when he was clearly Giannis is all over his back in the air. And Giannis and uh, and Patrick was kind of like in a yeah I, position that, already. Me, yeah, so that was kind like, of weird. wow, wow, what a call! And Billy didn't challenge that, which is very strange. Um, and then oh, I forgot the other call, but he he could have. Uh, oh, there was a charge in that one. The charge on the oh, beam, yeah. yeah, like that was bullshit too. Because uh, the guy clearly... Milton did not have any way he planted his feet. There's no possible way he could have planted his feet the way their bodies were in motion already. He couldn't beat Zach to the position. There was no way. Zach was right in front of the hoop already by the time he even got there to say that it was a charge. But of course, Billy has done this in past games where he's held that. Uh, I, I guess you can compare it to that far when they get feel the red flag he's held that fucking red flag in his pants and like there's times when we want him to do it so it's hard to judge whether what's his like criteria for when to use that you know official challenge because he hardly uses it and when it does it, it has failed in the past but like when he has yet used it it's it ha- it's like for i feel like proper judgment that he has shown but then again there's times where, like, use it, Billy, use it in those mm-hmm. crunch situations, and he hasn't used it. So it's just, like, it's hard to read Billy anyways as a coach. So we're now we're in the playoffs, and I think we need to see him be a little more aggressive when it comes to, I think, him having that power and supporting his team in that particular way, especially with the way the, the officials were refereeing this game. I mean, God damn. Yeah, there, like I said, there's some, I don't know now, it's like, like you said, there's some calls that should have went the Bulls' ways that weren't called. The Bulls were getting hacked, and it's like, at the same time, the Bulls, I don't know, it was like, more like Nikolai was trying to carry it, the Rosen had an off night, honestly, they had trouble moving the ball around, if you look at it compared to the Milwaukee Bucks, they were moving around the ball, they were getting their pain, you had Giannis was on fire, Holiday, who became pretty much the target, and making shots, you know, that's something the Bulls need to do, spread around the ball. Get out in the open. Everyone has to contribute, not just focus on one player. You know, one player has to carry the team. It's a team effort. It's always basketball's always been a team effort. It's not just one individual player. So I say for the Bulls to stay alive, they need to get this clutch win in Milwaukee tomorrow night, just so that way when they go to Chicago, you know, that's a it's a series finally. Because remember, it's best of seven. Use the first team to win four if they can win the next round. But if the Bulls want to show that, hey, they want to show something they had in the first half of the season before the whole All Star break debacle afterwards. You know, they need to, you know, make the critics seem wrong, you know, make them think wrong and say, hey, this team can still carry on, you know, without, you know, Monza Ball not being in there. At least we got Alex Caruso, Kobe White. Kobe White, I saw he was showing some promise in there. Alex Caruso stepping up as well. But at the same time, there's other pieces in there that need to step in as well. DeMar Rosen being a veteran needs to step up, you know, because he's been in that, those type of playoff situations. So he needs to find a way to step up, you know, tell the team that, hey, we need to focus. It's not just me. We need to go out there. All of us need to get an effort. All of us need to get the ball. Man. All of us need to get all with the paint. You know, attack the paint, get the rebound. So look at me. I'm talking basketball. <laughs> I already watch it. So it's like 
That was just based on my observation of watching the Sunday night because I mean like, it's a good time to be excited for you know NBA basketball, but at the same time it's like come on, it's like your team finally Chicago's been there for the first time in five years, you know, five years since the last time they were in the playoffs. So it's like I think the pressure was on them as well. So that so make sure to check out the Bulls tomorrow night as they take on the Milwaukee Bucks when they two in Milwaukee. Yeah, make sure to hoping the Bulls can pull it off. Like I said, can pull up at least even at the series heading to Chicago as well. Um, other than that, let's get on to more news. Um, the one thing I do want to talk about before I get to the big one I saw yesterday. Um, there's a hopefully even there are Nintendo friends, Nintendo fans out there that listen to the podcast as well because I just pulled something that's really interesting. Um, this is from Polygon.com. Pretty much, uh, Nintendo's first foray into like licensing their IP to animation form. Just to let you guys know, it wasn't Deke Entertainment, even though Deke Entertainment came afterwards when they had the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Actually, they licensed their Mario Brothers into an actual anime film. And apparently, thanks to the efforts of these fans, they were able to restore the actual film from 1986 into 4K resolution and actually to help with the audio. So this is from an article written by Matthew McWhorter from Polygon.com. It pretty much states, and quote, New company has a restoration of 1986 film. So Mario Bros. anime scan in 4K resolution from the original print of the film is now available to stream on YouTube or download from their archive for your home room pleasure. While the film has been able to watch on YouTube for years, the new version of Super Mario Bros. The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach is a clean, color-corrected, newly subtitled remaster of Nintendo's first foray into anime. According to description from the remaster from Fanboys Films, the team behind the project to scan Super Mario Bros. Great Mission Rescue Princess Beach comes from a 60mm reduction print, likely used for small local screens back in the day. Believed to be one of, if not the only surviving print in the world. Nintendo has not released this for a whole media. It's from 1986. Um, and actually, it says here, the new remaster also features a brand new audio capture using the original VHS of Sword Gamers. They were able to get their hands on the VHS. It says VHS was recently released for a two-channel Dolby Surround, which is preserving the audio capture from what the film says. This reflects most accurately how the film crew event sounded in cinema, cinemas, as it would be released for the four channel Dolby Stereo there. New English language subtitles, including translation, translation, and music is now available. You can download anime in various formats from the Internet Archive, or you can simply watch on YouTube. And I actually had the opportunity to see it. Um, in, like I said, I was able to see it this morning, and honestly, it's really interesting how Nintendo decided to have the studio do it. Got the name of the studio, but basically the whole thing is, you know, it's like a comedy adventure. It's kind of loosely based on some Bros, but not like it follows like the game. I mean, you got Chris Speech, you got King Koopa, who's known in Japan as King Koopa, or Bowser King Koopas. <laughs> um, basically what it is, it's like Mario and Luigi, uh, Chrissy Mars playing video games one night, and... Um, Pretty much, he's doing, you know, his, he sees his princess asking for help. Uh, Luigi thinks he's like, he's been playing video games all night. That he's like, Mario, go back to bed and stuff. He's trying to, you know, Mario, Luigi's a young bird trying to be the big brother to Mario. And Mario's playing video games and playing his dream. His speech gets out her t- of his TV, asks for his help. Even Bowser's chasing her now. He has to continue with Luigi after to leave. Apparently, they own a grocery store, so now they're going to go to the mushroom. They transport to this pipe. It's their mushroom cream to go save Princess Peach. And she's, this is the first time she's called Princess Peach. Because, of course, in the U.S., she's known as Princess Toasted. But it's a really interesting film. I do recommend checking it out. I don't want to give away the rest of the plot. 
Um, like I said, it's available to watch on YouTube or you can download it on that link as well. Um, on the internet archive. So like I said, check that out if you want to see basically Mario's anime because like that, um, look, if you're able to get your hands on on Super Mario Super Show, I know it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I believe it's going to Paramount Plus because Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus bought Deek Entertainment back in the day when it got, when it got bankrupt, so they got a lot of those assets. I had the DVDs, but of course those DVDs have like basically those released by Shout Factory and they took away a lot of the copyrighted music. And just put like instrumentals because uh, the mergers from Mario Super Show, a lot of the animations had like licensed music from artists popular at that time because it was like late 80s, early 90s when Nintendo pretty much let Nintendo America pretty much license the IP to everything like cereal, toys, um, merchandise, like clothing and stuff as well. Cereal, <laughs> I remember Nintendo cereal when it was like Mario and Zelda, and of course, they had the Super Mario Super Show, they had Captain N and the Game Masters. Super Mario World, The Legend of Legend of Zelda, and of course The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario World, which I know that their end circle starting to re-release it with the permission from Paramount Plus. By the most of those you can actually watch on Paramount Plus as well. Like Legend of Zelda brought the live action interludes. Um, but if you're lucky enough to find the Super Mario Super Show with Danny Wells and Captain Lou Abano as Mario Luigi, they did the voice work for it. Um, Shout Factor had the DVDs. I don't believe they don't have it at Blu-ray, but lucky enough, I have those on DVD. And it does have the live-action you know, segments. And like I said, the only thing it doesn't have is The Legend of Zelda. Once they used to show on Fridays, I remember what that used to be. They did a lot of episodes, they were syndicated. So it was like an afternoon type of show. So it was like Monday through Thursday, it was like Super Mario cartoons between the live-action segments. And then Fridays was usually reserved for Legend of Zelda. So, definitely check out this anime. It's called Super Mario Bros. A Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. Give it a chance to watch. Um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's dated, but it's kind of cool seeing Mario in an other anime work that was not done by Deke, which was like a French studio at that time. So, definitely check out Super Mario Bros. A Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach 4K Remastered on YouTube or Internet Archive. So, thank you very much to Polygon.com for sharing that info. So, Pico, do you have anything next before um, I can switch to my next thing I wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, I just want to announce that uh, Warner Brothers already suspended their external marketing spending for launching, or I guess for recently launching service CNN Plus. And then they laid off CNN's CFO, Brad Fair. What? I can't remember. I read in the article something. They laid him off because they and they put in a new guy. Oh, uh, I think it was Discovery's currency. Yeah, I think with Discovery was mm-hmm. the whole Water Brothers Discovery merger. They're kind of like restructuring well, like the leadership, right? Pretty much. Yeah, so they're uh, they're looking. The report added that Warner Brothers Discovery looks to eliminate other high level positions at Warner Media across different business functions to cut costs and streamline leadership. And there is a they look to build one giant service around HBO Max eventually. Because it seems to me like HBO Max is doing very well. They continue to put up decent content and then they continue to make uh, their own original content. I feel like a lot of these mergers are going to end up happening because no one's going to touch Hulu. That's Disney's. Disney Plus and Hulu are basically the same thing, so it's just interchangeable. Uh, they're not going anywhere. Netflix is, they actually uh, took a loss in their stock because they recorded their lowest subscriber. Uh, 
acquisition in years, like a row. Mm. So wow. their stock price went down. Interesting. Um, but it's, I mean, that doesn't, that, that can mean a lot of things, obviously, but mm-hmm. they also, you know, raised the subscription price through promising us more content. And, you know, they, they've been saying this for a long time now, where, where they're going to continue to make new content. And that's great and all, but I don't know how competitive that's going to remain where you got, I mean, HBO Max being, I don't know, it's doing well. Uh, yeah, I just got so people much, willing yeah. to pay it. And yeah, I, and I Disney, think. So yeah, like, I think right now with like the Batman just came out yesterday, available at HBO yeah, Max. I just see? finished Close Enough, which is freaking hilarious. I just finished the recent season of Close Enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I read about too about Netflix. Uh, like they lost over two hundred thousand subscribers, and now they're gonna start launching the whole password sharing thing. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people are dropping from Netflix because of that as well. Yeah, that doesn't help. That doesn't really help them at all in terms of content. And like I said, the whole thing with Warner Media and stuff, yeah, they're doing a lot of uh, changes because, like I said, that's what happens with a merger. You pretty much have to, like, you know, restructure it and pretty much have to let out people that were there for a long time. And, like I said, it's your best to try to move everything all in one little thing. Um, I mean, that's not the only thing. I mean, that's kind of related to what I have, too, as well. It's kind of related today. Um, as well, Crunchyroll's CEO, Colin Decker, also left the company. He stepped down. Um, and Rahul Purini is becoming a new president of Crunchyroll. As all Funimation is pretty much rebranding itself outside the U.S. as Crunchyroll. Pretty much, like I said, the movie anime over at They actually do some content over today. Because, you know, they have a lot of new spring anime came out. So they're slowly adding stuff over from the Funimation app. And hopefully, by they say by end of this year, the Funimation app disabled and pretty much control become the number one anime destination in the US even though they have high dive and you know Netflix with the anime thing but yeah that was announced today um pretty much Tom Baker has been instrumental when it comes to like you know helping you know when it comes to bringing like anime licensing to automation uh, he's credited for being like a producer of live anime projects like Grace of the Gods um his name usually pops up no good credits in English of course um, pretty much this year. Point Sony Pictures Entertainment reveal on Tuesday that Crunchyroll's chief executive officer Colin Decker is leaving the company. Crunchyroll's chief operating officer, Funimation's longtime COO, Rahul Prini, will become the company's new president. Decker will remain with the company for a few weeks during her transition. Um, says here as CEO, Prini spearheaded Crunchyroll's strategic day to day operations, including e commerce, production studios, content programming, business intelligence, analytics, and other functions. Prini joined Funimation in 2015 and has led the company's growth. In global expansion subscription base. His previous series, Vice President Bruce Lee, will react to what we're to see. Razor Fish. He's also head of technology and operations for JCB Plus U, formerly Anime 2. Green has earned industry awards from Forrester, Forrester Team Sports at Retailer, Procter Gamble, and Coaxis Netflix. So, what you said, the statement says that I'm privileged for me to take on this new role and take our next chapter of country going forward. Having spent the last seven years involved in the Amplast as a business and seeing how far we come, the opportunity ahead is bright. And I look forward to what we will do together next. There are so many things that excite me about this new role. One part that stands out is our clear opportunity to accelerate the growth, size, and love of anime around the world, including the fans and community first, and by helping everyone along. This is uh, reported by Anime News Network. So, like I said, big changes. <laughs> 
like big changes is going on, not just like in, you know, basically in the entertainment streaming world as well. So it's like a lot of changes, a lot of versions getting moved around and stuff. And also too, Sonic the Hedgehog is becoming really, really popular. I think this past weekend, first weekend the seventy two million, the second weekend was like a number two. What? But right now when it comes to Jim Carrey's work, it says number one box office success, like based on Jim Carrey's works. And honestly, it's been a week, guys. So definitely check out Sonic Two when you have a chance, um, because it's it was a really good film. Yeah, it's pretty, it really helps speaks to a lot of like Sonic fans. Um, hopefully, Jim Carrey does come back. I know he's been talks of retiring from Hollywood. Hopefully, based on the success of this film that's going on, hopefully he does come back as a big man. I can't picture anyone else playing that character. But that character is him. You said they're not going to recast him. He is a man. Picture anyone playing him who brought life to that character. Um, like I said, check out the first movie, I the second film, uh, first film yet, because that's more of an origin story. And part two is you know, Sonic is the dolphin, you know, he gets to the end of the It's like an adult story. Like I said, it's not gonna follow like the movies in Canada, but it does there are a lot of Easter eggs based on the movies that they made or read the comics or you know, watch TV shows. Um, other than that, I just went out from Sega. Um, they're working on reboots for Just Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. Hey. Who remembers, who remembers those games when they were on the Dreamcast? <laughs> yeah, that's what Bloomberg reported. Uh, Bloomberg says here, uh, Sega is developing a big bunch of reboots of its Just Set Radio and Crazy Taxi Dreamcast games as part of the company's recent Super Game Initiative. I know they're also working on Blazing um, uh, Sonic Origins. Which is going to be a, coll- a collection of all Sonic's games like Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and finally Sonic 3 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic Knuckles have never been released for like current game consoles. You know, so that's in the works as well. Uh, but it says here, yeah, it says David Gunn Unit Chief Juji Yosumi is in charge of the Super Game Initiative. He's going to be collaborating with Microsoft on the initiative last November. So they are working with Microsoft to help bring the things and possibly bring it to like modern games as well. I know they had spin offs on and stuff and all that. So we're gonna see what happens and see how those games look. I don't know if they're gonna be masters, but looks like right now they're gonna be reboots. I mean if you ever play those games, I don't know if you ever played Crazy Taxi or Chess Video. I don't play Crazy Taxi. I think I played Chess but just the demo because I never bought it, but I like them both. I think we actually had Crazy Taxi though. Um both really fun games, but they're gonna reboot it to put on what? Probably the Switch. I'm assuming it, it's possibly they're probably gonna do it for this generation consoles. Probably for like the Switch, the PS5, and Xbox as part of Super Nintendo. Like Sega's become, like I said, they're third party developer. They're basically even though they've been a console gamer back in the past, but yeah, they're a publisher now and they're trying to expand as much as they can with their characters. I mean, we got Sonic Frontiers was released later this holiday season. That's gonna be the first open world Sonic game, and it's thing like they're trying to like. Kind of be playing homage to Mario Odyssey, how Mario Odyssey is almost kind of like open world almost, like an open stage thing. Mm. And they're doing it with Sonic Frontiers, so we'll see how that goes as well. And like I said, we have the Mario movie coming out in December as well, so Nintendo's trying their best as well. And then Sega's trying to get it there because recently Sega's been taking their names off arcades in Japan and they're closing down their arcades in Japan. They can't be branded. I mean, Sega's still out there when it comes to like arcade machines. People still play arcades in Japan, um, like Konami itself. Like actually, Konami went down from the game development mostly to the Chico game <laughs> machine creators. So it's going to say that this has to take initiative. Let's bring back 
franchises, you know, that had a great following, like Crazy Taxi, just a real for you young kids that don't know what these are. Basically, Crazy Taxi was an arcade driving set. Basically, you're playing a random taxi driver and you pretty much had to take pick up customers while racing through the streets of a bustling city to take your customers to the next destination and you get rating based on not crashing into anything and getting there on time on a timer you get points. Uh, just a radio feature was basically pretty much, you know, your character's pretty much playing graffitis against like, you know, the people who were like fascists and stuff, basically the authorities. So you're pretty much spraying graffiti everywhere, but at the same time you have cool music tracks, and you're riding on roller blades, and you're pretty much spraying at certain targets. I know they really released those for like Xbox back in the day. They released like the Xbox versions of those, and I believe they're on Xbox library, if I'm not mistaken, for the classics or something, because I know they did have a like side punch and all that stuff. Which I'm gonna see if we ever come out on PS4, like on PS5 or something for side adventure. <laughs> Hopefully it'll do like a cast collection or something. Um Yeah, so it looks like right now, and then of course Super Monkey Ball is another character like that's been out recently, Super Monkey Ball game like one like, of the popular franchises as well besides Sonic. So let's go with Sega that has many IPs. And of course Mario has new IPs as well. So that's what I got. And another thing I wanna add. Is before trailer has released. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer, Biko? Yes, I am. Because Chris has where it's handsome. Hey, I want to watch the Glistening Man, the most handsome man. I don't want to watch the trailer, man. Dude, come on. I got what to do, dude. Come on. He's back at it. I mean, so guys, you're probably going to hear some audio from it. So we are going to play before. Thunder, if you have not seen the trailer, watch the trailer, but I want to get Pico's reaction to the trailer itself. So you might hear some audio from it. Let's go ahead and pull it up. Here we go. Teaser, but they'll probably just show like a bigger, longer one once it gets to the summer. <clears throat> God dang, you got a can you throw? What? <clears throat> I 
God, no. I just I think it was just that trailer. <clears throat> it wasn't that good at all. Uh, it didn't really. I, I guess it's okay. I don't know. I'm excited, I guess, for the movie. But that's what I mean. I don't like watching trailers because now I'm just like, I see what they're gonna do. She's back. Um, and that's probably gonna be like the whole love Chewbacca movie. I kind of see where it's going now. I, I I like that he's finding himself, but also like. That whole superhero thing is not as Like, he's getting himself better, because remember, he was chubby just, Thor. Remember, he's bro Thor. Yeah, I just... He's, he's, he, get, he had to drop that weight. He had to drop, he'd get back to, like, his shape. Yeah, I just... But his I handsome, glistening ass, you know. <laughs> right, but I just don't understand, like... I get... The, it's just, like, an easy I, plot line. I, but I think, too, at the same time, based on that trailer, like, you know, hey, they, they took out Thanos. What's next for him, you know? I think that's what it is. You know, what's next? Yes. You can see he's... Jumping to different worlds, and you can saw like a cameo from Zeus, who's played by Russell Crowe, and of course you got the villain played by Christian Bale going to be in there as well. Yeah. And you see the Guardians, and you can tell you know Gomorrah's not there because remember this is the Gomorrah that came. It wasn't the Gomorrah that was spoiler that was killed to make the Soul Stone. This was the this is the Gomorrah from you know pre Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. the one that pretty much was sent by Thanos to go after the the one. So, so remember she left so it's like and pretty much Thor hang out the Guardians of the Galaxy which I did like that they're going to be in it as well I wonder if it's just going to be also a transitional film for the Guardians of the Galaxy as well because we still have volume 3 that James Gunn's currently working on and supposedly what James Gunn said that was going to be the last Guardians of the Galaxy lineup because it could be a transition of who knows what's going to be supposed to be that's his last film with the Guardians of the Galaxy who knows what's going to happen after that like I said you know, seeing Jane Foster's stories, it brings to the whole multiverse thing was of Doctor Strange. Remember, we got Doctor Strange coming out in May. And this movie, this film's coming out in July. Yeah. So, like, based on what we see with Doctor Strange, it's going to have a because of how these films going on. But they were saying when it comes to, like, this film, they had to, like, see basically how Doctor Strange plays into it and the whole multiverse. But that's cool that we're going to see Natalie Portman back. As Jane Foster, and she actually did training for it for the role in there, I think, to get back in shape, get in shape to play the Thor that you know she's known in the style of Mighty Thor in the comics. If you read All Mighty Thor, Jane Foster at that time was suffering cancer, and in the, the way they try to help her out is give her millionaire, and she ends up being powers of Thor. Because at that time, Thor was not one worthy to carry the hammer. And since Thor has Stormbreaker, he doesn't have millionaire. And it's cool seeing, you know, Star-Lord and all that there. <laughs> it's funny, that awkward scene. So you get to see that humor that you talk about what he brought to, like, when he did um, for uh, Ragnarok. So you can see a lot of that humor in there as well, which I did like because it gave more personality to Thor. It's going to feel weird not seeing Loki there, but, of course, Loki's doing his own thing if you see the series. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a Thor that's, like I said, he's trying to find himself, you know? Yeah. And right now he's like he's just like exploring with the guardians of hopping the four from world to world while leaving Valkyrie in charge of the Asgard. Mm-hmm. But I like that Guns N' Roses is the backing track. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Guns N' Roses owns that song, and then like I said, all rights go towards Marvel for that trailer. If we end up playing the audio, so all rights go to Marvel. I say that's a disclaimer. The last part's about Marvel or Guns N' Roses. <laughs> so that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Like I said, you know, just, you know, it feels good going to movie theaters again. Like I said, I've seen Sonic, and of course the Batman's out. I've seen a lot of people watching Batman right now because it's on HBO Max. 
I actually just finished watching Close Enough right now. It's finished like the third season. Hopefully, there's more. Um, hopefully, Jason Pinto comes back for another season again because I love that show. Definitely check it out. If you're a fan of regular show, definitely check out Close Enough. It's the same animation studios, Cartoon Network studios that worked in. JJ Pantel, Sean Seals are there. They're creators of regular shows, so it's the same writing team. And, you know, as you can tell, there's a voice in there. And I kind of like they put some Easter eggs from regular show in there as well. You just got to find it. It's one of those quick and miss it Easter eggs on there as well. Because mm. regular show was a big, great show, too. That's also on HBO Max, plus the film. Definitely check out regular show, the movie as well. Also, there are a lot of animated shows on there, like Harvey Birdman, but like the old Adult Swim. Um, and, of course, South Park, I think South Park next year is going to Paramount Plus outside the U.S. Mm. Which is like, I think right now it's a five-year deal that South Park signed with HBO Max. It's a five-year deal. And I think their deal internationally expires like next year, so they can't be able to Paramount Plus outside the U.S., but still be on HBO Max. Um... Okay, Jackass Forever. If you haven't seen it, it's on Paramount Plus. I think you can see that film as well. Um, like I said, the Champions League is up right now for football right now. Um, Real Madrid took out Chelsea, which was a nail biter. What was the score for that one? It, it first, like, Real Madrid was leading 3 to 1 going into like, the second game because they went back home. Chelsea came back and attacked to the point they were leading until Cunning Benzema tied it in aggregate. They were tied 3 3 in aggregate. Ended up leading, so Real Madrid ended up winning four to three on aggregate, basically, and they held out to the very end. So, I had to wait to see who they face. I know Villarreal upset it by Munich, but like I said, guys, it's really good to be a football fan. And of course, the USFL started, and is that coming to a great start as well? Mm-hmm. Of course, Dwayne Johnson's getting stuff together, hitting his ex-wife and the group they invested group they got for the XFL. I guess they reveal a new logo and stuff. They're getting that program together soon. And possibly working with the NFL as a possible developmental league. Like possibly they're going to look at the XFL as a pretty much an experimental league and probably adapt the practices that that for the NFL possibly. But we'll see how that goes. Like having like a running clock and all that stuff instead of like, you know, pausing and having two more commercials on the American football is getting excited again. I don't know. It's like, and then of course, new animes are out. Um, like I said, I'm still working on my spinoff show. Like I said, my spinoff show is going to be focusing on one anime and manga work. I am going to give you guys recommendations. Um, basically, the spring anime is upon us. I did see the first episodes. Well, seeing a couple of first episodes of I feel are the top animes coming out this spring. Um, the first one is Love After World Domination. Um, basically, it's a it's a romantic comedy ma- uh, anime based on a manga. Um, basically, it stars um, these two um, characters. Um, Desumi, Meguri, and Red Gelato. Basically, it's like basically Power Rangers, but a Romeo Juliet since Red Gelato is like the leader of the Gelato 5. Basically, all the characters name it the flavors of Gelato. Um, apparently, he fights this group named Gecko, and this girl named Desumi um, is pretty much the one of the lieutenants on the team. And he decides to like confess his feelings to her. And she's like, you like me, you like me, or you just not trick or anything. It's like, no, it's not a trick. And the problem is they both don't know how relationships work, so they're both new at it. But at the same time, it's kind of like forbidden because, you know, she's a, a supervillain. He's a hero. So they have to, like, keep their relationships a secret from going public 
So basically, it's like a romantic comedy, and they're all trying to, you know, they have to play the part of hero and villain, but at the same time, try to keep the relationship close and try to keep it secret from like the public eye. Um, I read the manga. I can't wait for the rest of the rest of the episodes. It's gonna be funny. Um, the animation's great. Like the shading, the animation style is really taking the big pages from the manga. Um, they got the really good character voice actors for the characters. I know they're doing a dub for it as well. But definitely check that out. And of course, by X Family is another one I recommend as well. Um, as came out, basically, I did talk about it last episode, but people that have been in tune in, um, I haven't seen the second episode yet. Um, but I have read the manga. I think I'm up to like chapter 53 in the manga. I wanted to read it in preparation for the anime because a lot of people kept talking about it. Like, live, like, like anime news never kept writing about, it, like, hey, read the manga before the anime comes out. Uh, it's really good. So it's like a spy drama. It's like drama, a little bit of comedy in there, but it's like with spies. Um, basically, you know, this guy named Cole H. Twilight, who is pretty much commissioned by the Western like spy agency. Who's pretty much up train the eastern side to stop this one person of interest from you know disrupting peaceful talks between the two nations so he has to infiltrate this school but this school has the son of his target named desmond is the last name of the target his son goes to this prestigious school and pretty much the guy always comes out at special events and for him to get close to that target he has to you know have a family basically mm. So basically, he has to get a child, which is hard for him because he doesn't know anything about raising kids. Because you know he grew up by himself, can't learn to survive. He's the man made disguises. He's great at his job, and he has to find a kid, and he finds this kid named Anya from an orphanage, um, who ends up unbeknownst to him is a telepath, so she can read minds. So she picks it up that he's a spy, and she don't want to screw it up. So she's fascinated with spies because I guess in the orphanage she was watching spy shows. So she wants to do anything he can to help her fake dad, and so that she doesn't get sent back to the orphanage. And he's mm-hmm. unaware that she's a telepath, so he thinks that he's smart because she can. Pretty much, she got her answers from me hearing the other kids, and he's going to use her to get into that school. And the funny thing is, based on the first episode, you haven't seen the first episode spoiler. Now that they his her daughter, her fake daughter Anya passed, now they, they want to meet the family, and it's between the dad and the mom. I have a mom. <laughs> she doesn't have a mom. So in comes your. It comes in the second episode. Um, basically, your is the girl that's never been in a relationship. She works at an agency. She works at this like office and stuff. Like this government work office. Unbeknownst to everybody else, she's a contracted assassin. So picture that. You got a spy, an assassin, and a telepath living on the same roof. And they don't know each other what they really are, basically. So right. she doesn't know that he's an spy, and he doesn't know that she's an assassin. But they're all going to try to make it work. Right. So it's really interesting. It's like it's the little comedic aspects. I like the relationship between Anya and Twilight at the beginning of the first episode, like the, their bunny relationship. You know, he's trying to raise kids. He even got books. Like his, I guess his contact, his informant, or like his coworker, helps him get books on how to raise child, like child reading books. It's kind of funny. And Anya trying her best, you know. Be supportive and try to help him out. And him just trying to be a dad. Like I said, second soul introduces Jor how she gets involved with Twilight and and um, Anya pretty much. And of course, um, Twilight's name Lloyd Crozier. So we don't know what his real name is because he's been like so good at his job. He's just um, different identities and stuff, different disguises. All we know is his name is Agent Twilight. But I do recommend checking it out. They did release the first dub 
last Saturday. So that we check it out on Crunchyroll because you know Funimation is a lot of actors from Funimation now. So definitely check out Spy X Family that's on Crunchyroll. And also um, got one of said Love Echo World Domination. Another one check out is the Rise of the Shiro Heroes season two. Um, if you ever watch, I'm gonna go back and watch the first season. Basically, Rise of the Shiro Heroes based on a manga. Um, pretty much uh, what happens is like these guys get summoned from different periods of Japan, from different alternative worlds of Japan. You see alternative versions of Japan. They get summoned through books to be these four great heroes, and one of them gets you know one gets the sword, one gets the shield. No, one gets the spear, one gets the arrows. And, of course, the one guy gets the shield. And, of course, everything goes well. They're supposed to be the four legendary heroes. Until, you know, the girl, and they try to get to parties, and he ends up finding this one girl with red hair, she's cute, saying, I want to be a party with you. And then the next day, supposedly she accuses him of sexual assault, even though he really never did anything. And pretty much the shield hero gets ostracized. Pretty much, no one wants, he doesn't want nothing to do with him gets put on his own, basically. And the other guys don't believe, like, he tries to, you know, say, I didn't do anything where he really didn't do anything. But the other heroes don't believe him. And he just tell him, hey, just show up when the monsters show up. That's it. So basically, he's left on his own with no support from the people. And he ends up coming across, you know, different allies along the way. So now season two is coming back. So definitely check that out. But make sure to watch season one. Plus season two is available on Crunchyroll. Like I said, all new spring anime is available on Crunchyroll, like I said. That's what I got for my little anime corner. So, Pico, I'll turn it over to you for any other news that you would like to share. Um, I know, I put you on the spot, man. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say that Wu-Tang Clan and Nas are playing too. What? Wu-Tang Clan? What the heck? And Nas. And Nas? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's Nas' tour, but... It, He's preaching he Wu-Tang? Asked, he asked them to come along. No way. Oh my god, we sold. So we're, we're <laughs> like, I'm excited, but they're going to come here, but in Finley Park. It's, oh, it's, it's going to be like the outdoor amphitheater, right? Yeah. Which is cool. It's a good space, I think. I mean, because they're going to have more people during the summer. But Yeah, because if you're doing it in Chicago, it's going to be so packed. I mean, you got a lot of clothes up, dude. It's kind of going to be like packed as hell. Well, they can put a longer show like that. Because if it's just them, they can have a longer show versus, you know, yeah. the Lulala, they will get what? Probably not even like an hour, or like forty minutes. Because I don't know. How to uh, I, I feel like they would have had time if they did. If they did, but I'm glad they're going to come. To, I mean, it's cool. They go to like they like they go to like these suburbs and stuff that you know, yeah. outside the city, and it has like better access and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, the venue as a whole is good because you can fit a lot of people, but it's just mm-hmm. like it's just not the best for certain acoustics. Yeah. And it's a rap show, and it's hard to hear in rap shows as it is. So it's just going to be like a lot of noise bleed going around. There's no, there's no closing to it. But I don't know. I'm happy that they're going on tour, and maybe I, I maybe I catch a date when they go to another city as opposed to coming here because the other ones are in actual like closed stadiums. I'm not saying they couldn't. Do, I'm surprised they wouldn't have done the United Center, but maybe. Uh, it's not coming here till September. So and the first stops in St. Louis. So it's yeah, I'm surprised like, they I'm surprised they come into a mountain here in the yeah. fall though. I'm surprised well, that. September's not bad. No, it's September first. Oh, it's not September. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not that cold. It doesn't get yeah. it doesn't get it doesn't get too cold until like mid September, so I can imagine why they want to do it outdoors. I mean it's not the worst place to pick it, it's just 
during that time, if you're doing it, then I couldn't see why they, oh, shit. I couldn't see why they couldn't have done it in or uh, United Center or Allstate. I could have done Allstate too. I think it would be nice. Or does Rosemont still have their uh, theater? Why do you keep downgrading their show? I don't know. Dude, you're like, you're like, you're like, okay, you're yeah. imagine now, you're gonna be like, okay. The crowd is at like 500. Yeah, now. but I'm also trying to think like they're not, they're, yeah, that's true, but I also don't, I don't know if, and not a downplay them at all. Oh, let's go, we'll just, 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 just run like into like the, the no, the I'm just like, well, they're also like, it's also Wu Tang and Nas, like they're, it's a different crowd now, so. No, because it's gonna be funny because now it's like, gonna draw a bunch of fans. It will. Just, it's gonna be like anyone from our age, basically like thirty and up, that's listened to them in the past. But it's just that, like I've been to the amphitheater a couple of times, and even they don't use the whole thing mm-hmm. for for artists. I mean, I mean they do, but like I don't know. I, I it's a hip hop show at the end of the day. Like they, it's just like why would you throw it there? Where I feel like it's better if you're condensed into like a theater. Because I think what's gonna happen is It'll just um, sound better. But what's gonna happen? It's gonna attack. It's gonna be more attractive to like our generation because we grew up on them versus you know the millennial yeah. versus like the young generation that probably doesn't understand it. Will probably see them like all just based on merchandise or something they see in the store. I was gonna say I feel like they have twice as many merch stalls at Tim Oh, yeah, like every totally. 500 people. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of the concessions are much cheaper. You know, I said it right now, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're not Bullstein, right? Yeah. yeah. They're not Bullstein. <laughs> they're not Bullstein. Come on, dude. Yeah. You're the guy that went to a Power Rangers show as a kid to the United Center, so yeah. I can imagine. He's like, yeah, go again. No, I just thought, like, they got, yeah, if they go again, if they do. The original people, I want them in their full Dude, suits. I've been following, um, oh, just let you guys know, I'm on TikTok. I'm in, I don't I've been doing like, clips. I want them now. I've been seeing Jason David Frank, uh, and I've been following him on TikTok and just yeah. seeing his videos. He's going into Morphin Time, and he looks good. Mm-hmm. I know they're working on, I think I think they are working for TV, a recent episode of Power Rangers, so they're trying to bring some um, originals back for like a one-off I, or I, I wasn't being serious. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it ever again. I'm just saying, like. I would, I, if, if they would come back, just the original crew. I know, they did like a, Trini, though, but not Trini, though. And did a movie or something. Yeah, well, they can use the, the, the girl from the movie. The second one, yeah. The yeah. So yeah like, she's good, too, yeah. Throw her in there, and they'll be good. Get Johnny on Bosch. If they can get Walter Jones, get Johnny on Bosch. I know like, they're trying yeah. to get, I know they're getting, um. So a combination of, like, both. Books. I know they're going to get the, um, the guy who played Billy for the next season, like, this current season of Parks just coming out. They're going to have the guy who played Billy make an appearance. I don't know if he's going to play the same character or he's playing a different character, but making a cameo in it. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. um, like I said, that, and I didn't, I know right now, AEW, all the wrestling, I know we're going to close out the wrestling segment. Um, it's recently said dark, but there's like reports that Tony Khan has a huge announcement that he's going to make tomorrow. Um, there have been rumors been circling that New um, Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW are going to possibly host a joint super show in Chicago. Possibly United Center around June. On a weekend of June 23rd. And supposedly that's going to be the announcement tomorrow. And there's another rumor saying we know with AEW having a banner and possibly they're going to announce maybe a streaming partnership with Warner Media. So possibly having AEW content on HBO Max. You know, AEW doesn't have that much content. Like they only have like two years worth right now. But having the backlog library of Ring of Honor as well 
is why you're just a lot of current AEW wrestlers right now. And that's another rumor that the announcement's going to be on. But I know there's going to be a good card tomorrow. They're doing the Overheart Legacy Foundation, the Foundation tournament right now for the men and women. Um, CM Punk's going to face the Natural Dustin Rhodes. Um, and like I said, and I saw this video of um, Rick Flair. That's been surfacing. Rick Flair training with Jay Lethal. And he's taking bombs. He's doing his moves or Jay Lethal's working with them and stuff. It's that many needs his last. The he's freaking nature not. boy, dude. He needs to be in a room. Dude, he can still take bumps. I was watching the video. He had like three heart attacks already. That guy needs to rest. <laughs> but he is the nature boy. He's a jet steal. He's, he's, he's a three time heart attack surviving. Chick stealing. Rest already. He should rest, dude. He the Jeff rest. flying kick his stealing. Wheeling and dealing son of a gun. Woo! But yeah, there was just him like training with Jay Lethal. Like he had like everything set up and everything, and you know, I mean that's gonna be a big thing. Um, that's what's going on right now. AEW, of course, going over to WWE for kids. Um, of course, they're running with the whole. Oh my god, it's getting so over the top. Basically, they're going back to the cheesy of wrestlers getting air quotes married on screen, getting the talent getting quote unquote married on screen. Like it's supposed to be a double wedding. Guy going through a lie detector test to say who he's not, he is. And Cody Rhodes hopefully doesn't hopefully gets a big push. Because he decided to go back there when he started. So like I said, if you want to watch WWE, is more for kids. If you want to watch traditional professional wrestling, watch AEW, watch Ring Honor when it comes back. Watch anything under WWE, I can tell you right now. I'm sorry. And then NXT used to be good until Triple H, you know, pretty much focus on other parts of WWE. But, but watch the old WWE. Watch the ads here. Watch the ruthless aggression area before they went PG. Because honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but that's all I got. Um, like I said, I started TikTok. So like I said, um, I pretty much started like these motivational videos. I did a couple, I did an intro video on Monday. I did a video this morning. I'm pretty much trying to help myself and try to help others, uh, you know, just give like, like a good pep talk, or like a good, like, you know, challenge for everybody. You know? And something I can try to do is like share, you know, how I went through when I'm battling, you know, mental health. And, you know, mental health is something that I should never be taken for granted. Um, besides the physical health, which I am working on, I started keto. <laughs> I've been like, it's my fourth week on keto, and I lost 12 pounds so far. Um, I'm feeling better so far. I know the doctor told me to lose, lose 10, but I lost 12, so I'm trying to get down to at least like 190, or just get back to the body mass and mix up my height, and try to, you know, work out my arms, work out my legs and stuff, and be better, um, which I am. So I'm looking at food more. Um, but at the same time, with helping with mental health, is try to help and motivate others, because it kind of makes me, you know, want to teach others and, uh, you know, Give people challenges. People hope that hey, you know, the best thing when it comes to mental health is talking it out, sharing with others, and talking basically. And that's what I'm trying to do with these TikTok videos. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I see anime videos on TikTok, but I'm using that as a platform just to spread mental health awareness and try to brighten people's day up. Just having these different challenges for people, you know, try to lift up their spirits. You know, they're not alone in this fight, and like I said. It makes me feel better. It makes 
my, my goal is to long, no longer rely on, you know, anxiety medication. That's my goal. To try to, you know, no longer be on anxiety medication, probably kick the hat, you know, find a doctor and release me from it. Um, good, I'm great. You know, I'm also working on my physical health as well. So, and that's right now my mental health is doing great because I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm going out more. I think I went out twice uh, the last two days, you know, walking around, talking to people, you know, talking to cashiers when I'm checking out. I actually made a lady laugh about the Whole Foods the other day. That's cool. <laughs> about the jalapenos, dude. Freaking huge jalapenos, man. Because <laughs> when you see jalapenos, you think they're like small, dude, but that's like, no, dude, they're fucking huge. So I had to get like four. I'm like, they're like freaking huge. And lady's like, are you sure these jalapenos? Like, she looked at me like this. She's like, yeah, they're jalapenos, man. And I'm like, she's like, she's like, I used to see them small, but no, I don't know what you guys put in them, but they got fucking huge. But <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing that just to try to make brighten people's days. Basically, I'm trying to make them laugh, you know. As we're going through these like times, still, I mean, like now there's a red light states are trying to go back to the mask again. <laughs> you know, like the. So I just try to overturn like a federal mandate now, like transportation stuff, even though like Chicago is trying to delay it and stuff, but transportation, like the airlines is, some airlines are trying to not enforce it, but again, they have to enforce the mass rule, but some airlines are feeling they're no longer doing it since their air, air filtration systems are much better now. Yeah. But you know how it is. So that's all I got. That's all I, I'm sorry I went off a tangent, but I don't know, Biko, you have anything else to add before we sign off? No, no. Okay. That's all we have. That's all I have. Anything you've been watching that you'd like to recommend to the listeners? Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice. All right, tell us what Tokyo Vice is. Give us a little, like, no, you know. I don't want to spoil it. No, just give me a synopsis. Sell it to me why we should watch Tokyo Vice. Just give me, like, no, sell it to me. because if I say it, then it makes it worse. It's just like a. What? Just sell it, dude. It's, a, like, it's just about a, a, it's a, about a, a an American. An American. <laughs> A journalist who moves to Japan to invest to do crime investigation yeah. for a very popular Japanese newspaper, but they don't do it like that. It's in the '90s. It's based off of his account for what he went through when he went out there. I guess Jake Adelstein. Adelstein is his name. I don't know if it's if like he played with it uh, for the sake of the story with the names, but like they say, it's based on like those events. So like. I don't know. But it's on HBO Max. It's an original thing. It's got Ansel Eggler. And uh, I don't know the other Japanese actors. But everyone's great. He's the only white dude in there. He's the only white. It's great because it's like... But of course... You, they, so they, you tell me you don't know who Ken Watanabe is, who's basically a fucking legend. That's why I didn't want to say anything. Because like, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Like I don't, I don't want to play about the actors. That's why I don't want to say anything. Like I just... We, I didn't know who was in it going in. We just pressed play and we just started watching it and it was good. And then it's like a series of shows every Thursday. The last two episodes come out. Oh, no, the last. Or, How many episodes out right now? There's three more episodes to go and there's five out right now. There's releasing two more Thursday and then the last one on next week. Or the following week after. Yeah, I think they're doing like eight episodes now. I think that's how they're doing their fun now. But they try to put in, like, chunks, like, an hour or something. I hate that it's, like, doing that, though, because it's... Like it's, a weekly? It's a good show. I think it's good enough that, like... Yeah, I mean, I get it. They don't want people to binge it so fast, but I think the show, if if they just released it all in its completeness, mm-hmm. it would have been better. 
Yeah. I would have liked it better that way instead of getting it in chunks. I don't think the show is that type of show that needs to be in chunks. Um, but then maybe I don't know. It also keeps watching it. So I guess that's good for them. Yeah, because there's very few shows that take place in like other countries. It's like you know, it's like Hard Narcos was based on you know the FBI. You know, well they they, they seem to be and they changed. Better. You can tell they changed the names just to protect the identities of like the yeah. agents and stuff. Because they do that. Because I noticed that like shows like that, which was based on something, they usually try to change the names, or like they'll change the identities of certain people just not so they don't get like hounded or something. I think that's what they did for like you know with Narcos and Narc like the Narcos series as well. They did how they changed some names of some characters, so that way the real people won't get like you know, yeah. done or attacked or something on social media because that's basically what you know brutal on social media. But yeah, definitely to check it out. So guys, check out Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. Wasn't that so hard, Biko? Not you know sharing with the people this whole thing about this podcast. Well, no, I'm just saying I don't know. You know what? I know you don't want to spoil it, but that's, like I said, like I just I hate when people spoil it for me. So it's just like I don't like watching things like that right away. I just, I just dive in. I feel like I like it. That's why I like the Thor movie. Like I already kind of see what's going to happen, and then I'm gonna watch it. And I'm like ah, like oh I don't want to get into it. Okay, it's fine. We'll save it for the next episode because I can talk shit about a movie that everyone really loved, and I liked it, but I think it's. Out of the three that came out, I don't want to get into it. We'll just save it for the next episode. We'll go, like I said, we'll go. We'll keep that for next episode. We'll yeah. keep that for next. We'll go on a tangent just... about that. So we can go over the whole review of those movies. So guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Pop Talkin P O P T A L K I N, all one word. Uh, make sure to check out the backlog of episodes on Spotify, Anchor. Make sure to get, make sure to give us that five star rating on Spotify, and make sure to spread the word also on social media at Facebook.com slash talk. Pop. We usually post the links to the episodes on there. Um, you're also available on any other podcast outlets such as um, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Audible. Make sure and other podcast platforms on the world. Thank you so much for joining, tuning in. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>